Bunched up again. We are still at Teaserama, or at least we're still at Teaserama, but you're listening to it now. Um, Chris Beyond did not make it for the Burlesque podcast. He's had some surgery, emergency surgery. So I am sitting here in the quad watching all of the burlesque dancers between classes, and I have grabbed someone who is um, almost as famous as most of the burlesque dancers in this industry because he is the, we're going over it, Head Shutterbuck. Burlesque photographer, um, the well, we call them all the pervarazzi in mm -hmm. LA. That's that's what I've coined. I've given them all pervarazzi passes for our shows, but he is probably one of the better, or I guess probably one of the best known photographers in the burlesque industry. I think Ed Barnes is is with me right now. Um, how long have you been taking pictures of naked girls? Uh, <laughs> I've been taking pictures of burlesque performers. <laughs> <laughs> Since about 2003. 2003. What what brought you into the burlesque industry? What what? How did you run across a show, or did you know some of the performers from something else? And how did you did you just end up at a burlesque show, going, wow, this is fantastic? Or well, it's a combination of things. I've been photographing people in costumes for a long time, um, adult costume parades like the Mermaid Parade, mm -hmm. adult Halloween parades, things like SantaCon. And uh, I stumbled across an ad for the first New York, New York Burlesque Festival in 2003. So I went to the first night at the Slipper Room. It was jam-packed. Yeah. Uh, you could have yourself lifted off your feet, literally. And um, the venue, for those who don't know it, is fairly small on the lo in the uh, what I refer to clubland down below Houston Street. Right, and we're talking New York. New for, York, For people right. who don't know this, yeah. Yes, the New York Burlesque Festival would be in New York. Well, you know... Teaserama travels, you yeah. never know. People, you know, these are people who listen on the internet. Yes, okay. I know. All right. <laughs> okay. But um, I caught the first night. I didn't catch any other nights. But what I saw was so intriguing because not only were there a wide variety of performers, there were a wide variety of performance styles. Yeah. And I was, so I didn't catch everyone's name. Uh, Scotty de Blue Bunny was hosting in his platforms. <laughs> and Kit on the Keys was one of the performers I remember distinctly. Yeah. And there were several troops who I didn't know the names of then, but I was intrigued with their performances. Uh, one group of about five women did a number to The Long Black Veil by the wow. band. And uh, I was intrigued. Then I started going to the burlesque shows at Coney Island, the burlesque on the beach. And... Um, Enjoyed a number of those. I didn't wasn't really photographing that point uh, that much. I had a small point and shoot I took with me, but um, got to enjoy the shows. Met some of the performers. Got picked up cards at the shows for, at the Coney Island shows for other right. shows. Uh, wound up following some of the troops and attending a lot of shows. And uh, since then, it's blossomed. I've been photographing a number of major events. I've managed to catch Burlesque Fest, New York Burlesque Festival every year since then, leading more and more days. Yeah. Surviving more and more days. <laughs> and um, They're long shows. These festivals and, and conventions, I mean, there's 40 performers. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, the it's, start it's, a, it's incredible. Yeah, the start time is theoretically something like 8 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, if it's run on time, you finish by midnight. But if it's more typical burlesque time, you're out by 2 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the local shows are a little bit shorter. They all start late, 
but uh, you get to them and you enjoy them. It's a I enjoy the wide variety of performance styles as well as performers and the body it's types as well. Yeah, that's the thing that, that everybody says when, when they come to a burlesque show for the first time and I talk to them and they're always like, it's amazing to me that the body sizes, the body styles, whether it's the fat bottom girls from San Francisco or, you know, Diamondback Annie who is just pure muscle or uh, um, the other one that's like that is Julie Atlas News. She's mm -hmm. another one that just, you look at her body and it's like, I don't think there's an ounce of fat anywhere on her, <laughs> you know? Right. So, so you have that full range and, and you have every ethnicity, you have every age. I mean, mm -hmm. we've got Tempest Storm still performing and we have the girls that are 19 years old, you know, barely able to get into some of the clubs because right. they're not drinking age. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a fantastic thing. Right. And I'm sort of blessed living in New York because the movement has blossomed here so much that oh, there's yeah. not only at least one show every night, there's usually several shows a night. And sometimes it's a big decision to decide where I'm going, and sometimes you reach that crisis of decision, I can't make up my mind we're to stay home. Yeah, we're finally luckily luckily reaching that in LA as well. There's, there's in the last probably three months, there's been another six promoters that have started doing shows. And to me, it's it's wonderful because the more the merrier. I'm, you know, I don't look at it as competition mm -hmm. if somebody else is on a Monday night. I look at it as, hey, there's more opportunities and that just makes us all raise the bar because, you know, you want to be successful and, it just makes us all work harder. So right. I think that's a great thing, too. Mm -hmm. um, who are some of your favorites in L.A. to photograph? Maybe not even necessarily performance-wise or something like that, where you walk away and you go, man, that's fucking gorgeous, you know? <laughs> or I, mean, I would say fucking gorgeous. You would probably say, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my performance I've seen a lot of that I've enjoyed performances from uh, and photographed well. Little Brooklyn, obviously. Yeah. Uh, she always brings a unique perspective to all the various characters. Um, Nasty Canasta with mm. Johnny with the Pinch Bottom Burlesque. They run a monthly show which is themed. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Um, obviously, there are a lot of shows going on. Um, I love Bonnie Dunn singing in La Scandal. Mm. And she brings together a good mixed group with a live band, the Blues Devils. Um, every summer when the uh, Coney Island Burlesque series starts, that's always opportunities because it's a number of the local troops presenting one night in the environment of Coney Island. Yeah. Um, what I have problems with sometimes are the venues in terms of the lighting because I like to shoot available light to preserve the feel of the performance as opposed to using flash. And uh, it's fairly dim in a number of them. That's, that's one of the things you're doing today is actually teaching a class on just the perspective of how to take photos in a, in a live setting really is that kind of what it's at or is it more of tips and tricks or oh oh sorry about that it's an iphone it eventually ah. looks for wi-fi and ruins everything yes um i have a blackberry that does that i know isn't it fun yes but um the class i'm teaching is basically in performance photography um i will emphasize since i tend to shoot digital and available like that aspect i'll cover a bit of flash photography but what I try to get across also is some of the ethics involved in it, um, knowing why you're shooting, knowing the purpose of what you're shooting, getting permission before shooting, because yeah. uh, there is an implied contract when you enter a venue that you're, what you do is under their control and you have to respect the performers. That's a lot of things that, that even burlesque performers don't understand. I mean, in LA, we have a lot of amateur photographers as well as what I call the semi-professionals. They may not be making a full-time living at it, but it's something that they're d actually working at, not just so that they have some photographs of a memory of, of some place. And 
getting the girls and the photographers to really understand what those rights are, who owns the photo, who can use the photo, what you can use the photo for. There are so many misconceptions out there that, it, I mean, the legality of it can can come across as a real problem, especially now as you look at eBay and you look at the photos of, you know, Lily St. Cyr and all of the dancers that are being sold online where it's like, who really has the copyright? And some of the legends, do they even have the right to be making copies of these photos and selling them? It, it's a really interesting aspect growing out of, again, a movement that is continuing to build and grow and change. And I think it's wonderful that people like you are out there helping to educate not only the photographers, but the performers so that they know what their rights are. Yeah, what's well happened that in New York there was an instance where someone misused photographs taken out of performance in a rather egregious manner. Mm. And uh, so it led to some back and forth on the list servers. And some of the troops have adopted a standard burlesque photographer's pass agreement, mm -hmm. which stipulates what can be done and what ha can't be done and what to do further. Uh, one of the things about it is it recognizes photographers' copyright in the image, they own it, but it recognizes that they can't, they don't have a model release, right? which is required for a lot of usage of it, and also gives to the performer certain um, rights to use it in their self-promotion and letting them see the images, which yeah. is very important. Because uh, it's, you know, it's a give and take situation. Yeah, and, and you want to be able to feed back the yeah, information. Yeah, with, with cell phone cameras. I mean, I have a strict no <laughs> photography rule at our shows at the Monday Night Tees because it's like there is nothing worse than going to somebody's MySpace page that was at a show and see an absolutely horrid photo from an angle that's, you know, a 72 <laughs> DPI and, you know, little or no, and all you see is a big, giant, blurry, fuzzy cellulite ass because of the way it was taken. Right. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, I understand people wanting to be able to have and preserve those memories, but I think there also has to be some respect for the art of what's happening. So, right. yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and I think that, that the New York rules kind of have passed on into the L.A. area as well. So keep that in mind when you're at shows, gentlemen. Keep your cell phone in your pocket, you mm -hmm. know. A lot of the girls will provide photos, and, you know, do you, do you personally provide photos for the girls if they want to sell autograph photos and things like that? Do you work out arrangements with them for the performance photos? Well, what I've usually done is uh, after a shoot, I will try to, within a certain amount of time, prepare a set of proof pages. These are after I've culled out all what I consider technical failures. Yeah. And then all the aesthetic failures. Right. And basically, I wound up killing about a third to a half of my shoot. Because yeah. shooting digital, I can afford to do that. Absolutely. Um, <coughs> if I was shooting film, it would be much more yeah, painful. Absolutely. But um, I basically share with them a um, proof page, their website's images. They can right-click to download them and use them on their yeah. web pages or MySpace pages. I make sure that's got my credit line in there. Absolutely. And what I ask, basically, is that they let me know where they're using it. And I try to follow that practice where I've got the contact information. Absolutely. And if not, I'll share that page with the promoters so they can pass it on if they've got the information. You know, at, at burlesque411.com, where we register, you know, all of the burlesque dancers that I can drag over there to, to get them on the site so that people can find them in one central location, I have had several people submit photos from you and fantastically enough they've included your name because one of the things I do is who is the photographer and what is the copyright on the photo so that right. those things are always posted on on the site on the site for them because it really is respectful to you as an artist as well as the performer as an artist so 
and also makes me feel good that they like the photos I've taken. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I know Don also has a, a page that I actually purchased a beautiful photo of Bob and Dirty Martini over at, not Shutterfly, but the other one, because it was just such a beautiful photo, and I had always wanted a couple photos of them and never had any good ones, so I was like, that's fantastic. Are you doing any of that type of stuff? Can people actually purchase your prints? I think you've had some gallery showings, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I've just started showing in galleries. I was in a group show in Dumbo um, in June, and then I had a show set up at a local bar in Manhattan, Madame X, fantastic. which is running through the middle of October. And... Um, haven't had any sales, but I'm treating those as fine art prints. Abs absolutely, in the sense yeah. That they're a larger scale. Spend a little bit more time printing them. Fantastic. And, uh, presentation. Well, I hope that you offer those fine art f available online because you know people should be able to buy these things and have them in their homes. I would much rather have an incredible photo of you know dirty martini on my wall than a Picasso. A, mm -hmm. it's affordable, and B, it's it's just an accessible reality of the beauty of what's going on in the world right now. So right. I hope you do. Thank I you. would personally buy one. Your work is fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I want to thank you for coming down here, and um, you having a good time so far, Tizer? Oh yeah, definitely. Just Rec catching up on all the photos I took last night. Yeah. <laughs> How many do you typically shoot? Oh. Um, I mean, an, an event like last night went from 8 till 1.45. Right. I wound up, I shot more than I should have. I shot about 2,000 frames. Incredible. Incredible. And I'll probably toss a third of them. Yeah. Because of... Well, yeah, they, they can't all be perfect. Yeah, yeah, they can't all be perfect. So, well, wonderful. Well, again, I appreciate you being here. You can find him at edbarnas.com, and it's E-D-B-A-R-N-A-S. N-A-S. I always forget. I'm sorry. Edbarnas.com. You can see some of his work there. You'll get to see some of the beautiful performance artists around the world, as well as uh, a lot of other costume stuff up, too, as well. I think you have some stuff from SantaCon up there, don't you? Oh, yes, from Because I saw some of that, yeah. And various uh, alternative events around New York. Awesome. Well, thank you again for spending some time with us. My pleasure. I really do appreciate everything you do for the industry as well. Thank you. Thank you.